Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Good morning, man. I'm right outside the 7-Eleven. Just went in there, picked up a few things, a few of my favorite things. And um, I didn't have correct um, amount of money to give them, so I gave them a bill that was bigger than what it cost. I gave them a little extra. And you know what I got back? I got back change. That's what happens when you give extra on the field, in the classroom, or whatever you're trying to do. You give extra, that's when you get change and transformation. Transform your body, transform your mind, and transform your game. God bless and boomer sooner. Yeah, there's Todd Bates from this morning. Some nice thoughts uh, post 7-Eleven trip, probably on the way to the office. My question is, Travis, um, Todd Bates has a lot of uh, Todd Bates-isms. I don't know if that's a thing up there. He's got a lot of sayings, you know, uh, wise words. Do you we think- need to come up with something to call those. You know, yeah. you've got stuts, cuts mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, we need, yeah, we, we need to work on that. Do you think he thought of that on the spot when he got change back? He's like, oh, I got change, change. I can relate to this. Yeah, and he just randomly shot a video outside of the 7-Eleven. Or did he have the idea going into the 7-Eleven this morning that he was going to make a reference of change, and that's why he did it? I'm just very interested in how Todd Bates went about that this morning. Well, I think, you know, he – he does uh, he does rap a little bit freestyle rap. Obviously, we know that he writes you know poems and whatnot. A lot of that you know kind of can be the same thing. A poem, if read in a certain way, can be a rap, right? So I think he pr- might just be a guy that uh, that heard change and and kind of just kind of just went with it. I mean, because the video quality, Tyler. It was a little windy, you know. Uh, very windy. The hand Almost too moving. windy for me to even put on the show. It was it was pretty close. Right. I mean, so I think had he had he really been like, all right, today's the day. Today's the day that I shoot the 7-Eleven video. I'm not sure we would have got uh, <laughs> got quite the raw footage that we got, you know? Uh, call them tater tots, bite-sized pieces of delicious wisdom. That's very That's nice. That's incredible, yeah. Debatesisms, uh, Bates yeah, takes, debate, Bates yeah, bites. Debates, debatables. Todd's tidbits, uh, Bates states, Batesisms, Bates bars. Ba- Golly, you guys are on it, man. And no two of these are exactly the same as far as I can tell. Very nice. Very that's, nice, see, guys. That's, that's, why, that's why I always say. We've got uh, we've got the smartest, the smartest football fans, the smartest, most well-informed, creative, you know, listeners in all the land, and the craziest. And, yeah, well, that too. That too. Um, by the way, breaking news: Jacob Groves has entered into the NCAA transfer portal. Yeah, so, not only do we have the smartest and craziest listeners, but they'll also let us know when we're live on the air, and I can't check the timeline of when breaking news happens. So. Jacob Groves is in the portal. What is that? Is that six now? Six players in the portal? Well, you got six players in the portal, and Sherfield's going to the NBA. We thought that this team might look drastically different next year. Um, it's going to look very different next year in terms of the roster. Six players in the portal, one going to the NBA. Yeah, here's the thing. Until, and this will sound insensitive, and I get it. I get it, but 
until I hear Owe or Uzan's names, I will not be heavily worried. I think, you know, obviously Porter is such a dramatic shift from Lon Kruger in many ways, but, I mean, Porter's got to get his guys in, man. He's got to get his guys. The, the first two guys that he really brought in were those two, and they played a lot as freshmen. They were really good. Um, Uzan's already getting some first round, eventual first round pick buzz from people who actually do that for a living. Um, and then you've got two top 100 guys, two forwards that should play immediately. They're high level D1 guys. They're going to have to. Already. I mean, and, and so you've got that young nucleus. Now you can build around it. And Tyler, do K State had nine newcomers last year. Nine. And, you know, nobody's obviously – Jerome Tang did a, did a heck of a job after, uh, you know, he, he, he was under Scott Drew at Baylor. But nine newcomers, and nobody when he was putting together his roster last year, I doubt, was trying to fire him. And yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, that's the problem is this is kind of the state of college basketball now, and part of me kind of thinks that – a lot of OU fans think we're the only people in the in the country that are having people leave through the portal, and they say, "Travis, how come we haven't signed anybody from the portal? We've had two two or three players enter the portal in the last week. There are teams that are continuing to to lose people to the portal, and now we've got the ability to recruit with those minutes. You know how hard it was going to be to bring in a big guy to sit behind Tanner Groves. Kind of hard. You know how much easier it is when you have." quality guard play and a ton of minutes to give should be a heck of a lot easier now if porter doesn't handle the portal very well this offseason then i will i will i will admit that it's time to worry well he may be out of a job if he doesn't though i mean that's the thing right but i just don't think i don't think it's time to worry when when guys that weren't weren't necessarily you know, like you can complain that the team was bad last year, and then the players that were on the team that was bad and didn't win, they leave, and now you think the program yeah, no, you know, I, in the dumps. And I get what you're saying. I'm not worried about them losing Jacob Groves. I don't think very many people are. I'm not worried about them losing C.J. Nolan. I'm not even worried about them losing Bijan Cortez. Um, but I am worried that they are not going to get the necessary players in the portal this cycle to at least get back to the NCAA tournament. And I think that this is what you're saying. You shouldn't be worried about the guys that are leaving because, well, we saw you know what the team looked like the past two years, and I agree with that. But my worries are, what are they going to be able to get in the portal? That's th- Those are where my concerns are at right now. But, yeah, o- OU's not the only team going through this. Oklahoma State, who do they have? Avery Anderson's in the portal. Um, God, who's uh, Boone's in the portal right now. So everyone's going through it. It's just – Golly, I mean, you've got priors in the portal. Yeah. You've got you've got a lot of people going into the portal. And Tyler, I'll 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 tie back into football for for everybody. Do you remember when we were trying to last year at this time we were trying to recruit a backup quarterback? And Davis Bevel was on campus. Obviously, General Booty was on campus. We we had talked about Bohannon from Baylor. What what a win that would be trying to get that guy in to be the backup. You got to understand, not all portal recruiting is the same, right? If you already have Tanner Groves on campus and everybody's saying, "Hey, look, it's Tanner Groves' position," but hey, you can come play backup. Like, 
There's yeah, not a lot of well, people I, signing up for that. I guess I would question is, like, <laughs> I feel like there would have been better players available in the portal than Tanner Groves based on what I, what I saw last year. So, Oh, I, 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 I agree. But at, at that point, you know, the offense kind of ran through Sherfield and Groves last year, whether we liked it or not. I mean, I, I think we kind of lived and died lived and died by whether they could make shots or not. I mean, you could pretty much look at, you know, in our wins and losses, their shooting percentages, and you'd pretty much figure out, you know, that was kind of a padlock stat. But, again, a lot of people are wanting to fire Porter already before he's even got his second class on campus. Um, it's it, it's not a situation where, okay, you fire him. Who are you going to go get? Who are you going to go get? I, I mean, I if they miss the tournament three years in a row, um, I yes, I, I want to have this conversation next year if we miss yeah. the tournament. Yeah, they. I uh, I, I am. Uh, I'll admit, I'm a little bit nervous about. Uh, I mean, not necessarily the guys that are leaving, but how they're going to handle this this portal cycle. Um, yeah, hopefully. no, they've got, he's. I, I think we can both agree. He has to. He has to knock this portal cycle out of the park. Has to, man. I, I think you and I can agree on that wholeheartedly. Yeah. He has to knock this portal out of the park. But I do think he is a lot better set up to recruit the portal knowing you have this very talented young nucleus to to build around as opposed to just literally turning in all your travel tiles and just reaching into the bag. Well, he's going to have to knock it, knock it out of the park in the portal just in terms of overall talent but numbers-wise as well. Like he's – Again, you have, what, six players in the portal um, and another one that's going to the NBA draft or declaring for the NBA draft at Grant Sherfield. So, yeah, I mean, you obviously got to get really talented players that will be starters for you potentially, help you get back to being one of the best of 68. Um, but you're, you're going to need some numbers too. So we're going to see a lot of additions this portal cycle. Back, back to Todd Bates, though. Um, we're getting a lot of good ones still. Um, I can't read some of them. <laughs> all right, I can't read all some of them. Some of you can probably guess. Yeah, some of them are really good, though. But I guess this kind of goes to spring game overreaction and what you think those are going to be. Because you know that we're going to have one, two, multiple spring game overreactions, good or bad, based on what we see coming up in 17 days. I think the two biggest question marks on this team right now are probably the offensive line and the defensive line. The two trenches, both of those sides of the ball probably – your, uh, your your biggest worries right now with this team. So are we setting ourselves up to whoever gets the best of the other? We're going to have one massive overreaction one way and one massive overreaction the other way. Like if OU looks good running the ball in the spring game and the offensive line looks like they're getting the push, is the overreaction going to be, hey, this offensive line is going to be pretty good this year, really good in fact. And is the overreaction on the other side going to be like, God, this defensive line sucks. They're not going to get any push. They're not going to get pressure on the quarterback. God, they're lousy. Can I, I, I kind of feel like we're setting ourselves up for that, seeing as they're the two biggest question marks. Yeah, I think – yeah, I mean, what is the, you know, what is the best-case scenario, right, to your point? I do think, you know, based on what we saw in the Cheez-It Bowl, I think running the ball will go very well. Um, but I, I guess best case scenario is maybe just a bunch of, you know, deep balls or anything that people just moss where it's like, man, that was amazing coverage, but he still came down with it. So now we can be happy about the wide receiver. It's like, you need situations like that where just the offense is making 
absurd plays or the defense is making absurd plays to where you're still happy with the the team that you know or the side of the ball that quote unquote lost the rep um, but you know I, I think since it's an offense driven league you'll see Gavin Sawchuck take one and say all right cool there's your Heisman winner oh, well, yeah it's gonna be <laughs> and that is the potential for an overreaction as well is if Jackson Arnold looks like the better quarterback, then you, you know what the takes will be after the game. That maybe he doesn't need to start day one, but he needs to get he needs to get uh, big time snaps right away in season one. That, oh yeah. Well and it's I think the addition of Seth Luttrell, I know it's kind of it's cooled off now. You know, it's not in the news cycle like it was whenever it first happened and obviously Bob spoke about it and everything like that, but it's that addition of Seth Luttrell, man, that is going to do wonders for our running game, a running game that already was the best in the Big 12 last year. Uh, let's see, from the 405, best-case scenario would be for both of them to look average or below. I would rather us complain about both of them than only one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, if, but here's the thing. If both of them look below average, can't we just spin it to say, well, they look below average because the other side did so well? Maybe so. I, I will be – I don't know how much of this that we're going to see in the actual spring game. I will be interested, though, this year um, how or if this offense tempo looks different next year. Like, I still think that they're going to go fast. Like, that's just that's just a, that something that they want to do with Jeff Levy as offensive coordinator. And, and I'm all for it, to be able to go fast – when you see fit. I just wonder, since it was such an issue at times when they tried to go fast and it would lead to quick three and outs, putting your defense back out on the field. Everyone remembers the second half of that Oklahoma State game. I'm interested in what the effort looks like, especially in the non-conference, your first three games of the year, to aid your defense a little bit more, to are they not going to use the up-tempo as much? Because like, that's, that's one of the more important dynamics of the offense this year is managing that up-tempo a little bit better than a year ago. Yeah, and I think what will dramatically shift that is you're not putting a tired defense back on if you improve the depth, right? If you have guys that are playing 45 snaps a game, 50 snaps a game, instead of 80, 90 snaps a game, I think you can – you know, you still you need to use pace just as a weapon, but I don't think the defense is already going to be like, hey, look, guys, this has got to work well or else we're going to be gassed. Like, if this doesn't work, then the defense will be absolutely gassed. I think you buy yourself a little bit more slack, if you will, with a defense that's got more depth. I'm just looking at the uh, everyone that's uh, currently in the portal or leaving the program for OU Hoops. Tanner Groves, graduation, Grant Sherfield draft, Jalen Hill, draft slash portal, Jacob Groves, Bijan Cortez, Joe Bamasil, C.J. Nolan, Benny Schroeder all in the portal right now. So you have two players coming in via recruiting, but again, you're going to need a lot of numbers, a lot of numbers uh, via the transfer portal. So, and here's the thing, like this conference isn't getting any easier. Like that, that's the challenge with it as well too, right, is – you know, maybe I, I don't know if KU is slated to be as good as they were a year ago. We'll see about Kansas State with the quick fix that they had in the portal. But regardless of who's better or who's worse, like you know that this is going to be one of the toughest leagues in all of college basketball. So if you've got to make big strides through the portal, like that's objection one, or objective number one. But winning in this conference is a whole new beast. Hopefully, well, and, and they figure here's it the thing, out. Tyler. 
we all watched this team last year. I mean, I, I mean, I assume if people are talking about it, they did watch the team. You knew Tanner Groves was leaving because he was out of eligibility. You were pretty sure Sherfield was going to be gone and off to the NBA or just to start his professional career overseas or anything like that. You knew down the stretch that OA and Uzon were kind of going to be your, your ball handlers going into next year. So my question is, Tyler, what is the best-case scenario just in this offseason – if, you know, in order to compete next year, was it that Joe, was it that, um, you know, Jacob Groves, was it that Bijan Cortez, was it that, you know, Jalen Hill, was it that all those guys came back and we just ran it back with the exact same squad? Was that going to yield different results? Because I would contend that, no, it, it wouldn't no. have yielded different results. So we were going to have to go kill the portal this year anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally. And they needed, they always needed, and we saw this last year, they always needed a dude that could go get you a bucket. Now, at times, that was Grant Sherfield a year ago, and you're hoping your two freshmen from last year that aren't in the portal yet, and hopefully they don't hop in the portal, can develop into those guys for you next year as a one-two duo, but you're always going to need more help on the inside, and you're always going to need someone that can go get you a bucket. And yeah, especially hopefully. in this league. Yeah. Especially, like especially on the inside, and that's the thing. If you already know that running it back with the same roster isn't going to yield, you know, competitive results, then you're going to have to free up minutes to go recruit people, anyways. That's why people. That's why your OU is going to get guys because people are. You're going to say, "Hey, look, do you want 30 minutes a night in the Big 12? Well, because I I have it for you right here. Or do you want to maybe compete? for 8 to 15 minutes a game somewhere else. Like, that's the thing. You had you had to clear up some minutes to give out because for all the people that are upset, the people, you know, in the portal, okay, cool, let's run it back with the same team as last year, and then we can go through an entire season complaining about the players again. Two more uh, texts before we hit a break. I thought OU basketball's next season was with SEC. Is that not so? No. You'll, you'll be playing one more year in the Big 12. In fact – You'll have, what, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU in your conference next year. Yeah. Uh, one more, the strength of the Big 12 and basketball doesn't really matter since we have only one season left. We need to build to compete in the SEC, which Moser has done fairly well against. You're saying the strength of the Big 12 doesn't matter. I mean, it does for Porter Moser's job security. I, 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 would, yeah, I would tell absolutely. you that. It absolutely matters to, uh, to Porter Moser, uh, the strength of the Big 12 next year. So he, yeah, he, he needs to win. Got, he's got to do. He's got to do better next year. There's no doubt about it, and that is going to rely on on doing well in the transfer portal. Yeah, in case you didn't hear, Jacob Groves, uh, the latest member of last year's team to be in the transfer portal. That news broke about uh, 20, 25 minutes ago or so. All right, we'll get to more of your texts coming up next. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Hit on more college football on the other side. Keep it locked in the ref. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. April 5th, happy 405 day. So I expect you and the texters in the 918 to say at least one nice thing about the 405 uh, before we get out of here today. You think you and your crew up there can handle it before 6 p.m.? <laughs> say that again? It's 405 day, April 5th. Oh. 
You think you and the nine one eighters can say something nice about the four oh five before we get out yeah, of here hey, today? Hey, you know, I I love the four oh five. I spend a ton of time in the four oh five. I'm in Norman these days darn near as much as I'm in uh, the nine one eight. I mean so I've, I've got plenty of good things to say about the 405. Now, I think it's usually the other way that struggles uh, a bit. So we well, might have to wait till September. Maybe. But I'm maybe. pretty sure when uh, – and maybe it's just the fact that I'm in OU Twitter a little bit too often. But it's I, – I think Tolson's appreciate the 405 perhaps a bit more than Oklahoma place. City – you know, residents appreciate the 918. 918-405-POSITIVE, uh, home of OU. <laughs> That's, I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of that. Uh, well, it's, it's why I'm down it's there It's the so easy answer. You guys are probably going to go with the easy answer here. But, okay, he's a nice place. Maybe say something nice about that, too. I, I, I don't know. Uh, let me read some of these uh, texts here before we uh, move back on to football. OU basketball is now on the same level as Baylor in the early days of the Big 12. Well, I don't think that there was a murder going on, so I think that that's a little bit different, but okay. Uh, another player to the transfer portal who can't play a lick of defense. This one says Mortar, uh, Moser needs to go deep in the portal and pull out a few of the biggest, most physical he can buy. Throw down some NIL money, might get some talent, or end up losing team again next season. Well, I think that's the thing is how much NIL money does OU basketball have? They certainly don't have as much as Kentucky or some of the other big schools out there. I, I, how, much, how much NIL money for hoops does OU have to throw down in the NIL? I think that's part of the issue. Yeah, I agree with that. And obviously, hopefully some of the legislation, um, you know, state legislation will help with that a little bit. But here's the thing. When you look at it, Tyler, if you were to re- so so you're recruiting to OU football, Tyler. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you recruiting director for OU football. So, mm. congratulations on the underqualified, new position. but okay. Um, well, you know, you're, you're spunky. I think I think you'll do well. Um, what what are you showing your uh, you know your recruits when you bring them to OU? What are you showing them on their visit? Uh, well, I'm going to show a lot of things. I'm, I'm probably going to show this uh, massive new facility that we have going up here in the next two to three years or however long it is. Yeah. I'll start and with then, that. And then you're probably going to want to get them to come to a, a football game, right? So uh, what Maybe. are you going to point we'll out? When I, I don't know. With game, this right? year's home schedule, I may wait until next year, Travis, until they're in the SEC. Probably. Uh, or maybe the spring game, right? Maybe get them to come to the spring game. What's going to stand out? to uh, a recruit at an OU spring game, maybe even last year? Uh, Kyla Murray getting a Heisman statue, watching fans run the 40 and catch punts and all the fun ideas that we said earlier. Yeah, like maybe 75,000 in the stands, you know, stuff like that stands out. Now, if you were to uh, do that to the basketball program, what are you going to show them? You gonna bring him in and say Red Panda at halftime, most likely. Oh man, yeah. Occasionally we have Red Panda. Um, yeah, well, you know, our, our we've got a, a nice workout facility and whatnot. The arena uh, really outdated. Well, do the fans come? Uh, fans don't really come. Okay, how's the NIL? Well, it's not not at the top because we really don't have. We really don't don't fans don't put the resources in. We don't put the resources in. Maybe, and this isn't just a Porter issue or anything. You know, a lot of this is probably administration over the years, um, predating predating Porter. But at, that's that's my point. Like we're used to having football recruiting discussions on this program nearly daily, right? And it's you walk them in, the stadium's packed. 
We have so much passion. We talk about it year round. We have more, we have more people showing up to our spring game than other football programs have showing up to their regular season game. More people showing up to their homecoming. You have championship banners on the wall. You have this, that, and the other. Like, you don't have that ammunition if you're basketball. So the idea that, I mean, Porter can just go in and, oh, just just go recruit. Just go get him from the portal. Like, it's just simply not that easy. It's (laughs) not that easy. I would just say that the expectations, we could all acknowledge, are a little bit different between those two sports. Of course. Just be be one of 68. No, I agree agree with that. I, I agree the expectations are are one hundred percent different. But it's there are a lot of other schools that are much better positioned to recruit basketball than we are. So we just have to be realistic about our standards, and that's all I ask. Someone text in all caps, nobody needs the red panda slander. There was no slander. He was asking oh. me what the uh, recruiting uh, how do you entice recruits? And that's what I'm saying, red panda. I, I, I love so I got one of the uh, I got one of those bowls actually. Uh my man Tyler Kofer held one for me. Um, got one of the official OU branded Red Panda Bowls. Beautiful. It's uh, one of my prized possessions. I'm sure it is. Someone was asking about what about JUCO guys? Why can't he go after JUCO guys? You know what? JUCO has man, it's changed dramatically since the transfer portal became such a thing. Like I was thinking about OU's roster currently. Isaiah Coe was a JUCO guy. Can you think of anyone else? And I'm scrolling down the roster right now. Can you think of any other scholarship guy? I guess General Booty was a, was a JUCO guy as well. Um, but there's not. Like, JUCO is just, like, the, the, the portal has placed JUCO players, essentially, just because there's so many yeah. available. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great point. The portal... Man, it was. There's just so many players on the move, right? It's there's literal thousands of players, thousands of players. And Tyler, you've seen the numbers on them. Only about forty percent find new homes. So you have guys that are in the portal. You've got guys that are JUCO. Obviously, a lot of guys go to JUCO. Um, whether it's grades, whether it's you know something else that they don't go, you know, D one right away, you know. When you're sifting through and now all of a sudden you've got a thousand more options, the cream will rise to the top. The text line says Kendall Dolby. Yes, Kendall yeah. Dolby, Harrington, three. those guys, Four, I mean, they're going to rise to the top because, you know, when we talk about those guys, we talk about Juco All-American. I mean, Juco All-American, you, you'll you go after those guys. You know, Perrion Winfrey was a guy out of there. I mean, you look at even Josh Ellis and those guys, like guys that got on the field out of JUCO, sure, but when you have massive, massive just volume coming from the portal, it's hard to – you don't need to just focus on JUCO anymore when you're trying to bolster your roster. Yeah, I, the, the portal has just changed everything, and not for the better for JUCO. Like, yeah, obviously there are still some really good JUCO players, like you said, that end up at big-time schools, but it's just – it's not the focal point. Um for some teams like it has in the past. Like, some teams previously would go heavy on JUCO. Now I think we see teams go heavy on uh, portal kids. What at Texas State two years ago or two classes ago that they got their entire recruiting class essentially portal kids and they signed like one high school kid? Well, I mean, we, we started to see that with Lincoln Riley, right? He was kind of the first one out there with that 2019 class. I mean, we we only signed what? What did we sign? Sixteen people in that class. That may be right. Yeah, 
I mean, something like that, right? So, I mean, it was a – because you think back, you're like, oh, man, it was uh, – oh, it was the, the 2021 class. That's what it was with uh, – because it was Caleb Williams' class. And you're like, oh, man, 2021, Caleb Williams, you know, you got some other got dudes in that class. Surely this is going to be a high-ranked class. And it wasn't actually that high simply because of numbers. Our average recruit was high, but not. Nah, you look at guys – you know, you look at Colorado. You look at how Lincoln's currently doing it at USC. I mean – it's a whole new way. I, Tyler, I would, you know, I my heart goes out to, to anybody that is in charge of trying to maintain, not only build, but maintain a roster in college football right now. Yeah. Um, by the way, in case you're just now joining the show and you're thinking, uh, oh, I wonder what's been going on today. Well, according to the text line, the wrestling program needs to end. It needs to go away in favor of a hockey team. <laughs> and the basketball <laughs> team needs to go away as well. Either that or Porter Moser gets fired. So, I mean, is, is that a pretty fair summarization of the text line up to this point? We've seen a lot of that. I mean, yeah. even, even wrestling, now that the coach uh, uh, resigned today, is getting hammered. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I think we can all agree on this. We, we – we were in no position to run it back with the same players last year, so we can't be upset when those same players leave. And we need to absolutely, you know, strike gold in the portal and build around our young nucleus doing that. I think, and I think if that doesn't happen and we, and we, you know, fall on our face next year, then yeah, Porter, Porter, Porter is likely gone. Well, Kansas won't be uh, needing a new head coach. That's what Bill Self basically said today. Wasn't that weird? I just they just randomly say, "Hey, press conference with Bill Self, uh, 11 a.m. or whatever it was this morning, coming up on Wednesday." Everyone thought, "Oh, Bill Self's going to step down. He's going to leave." And it was well, just somebody like, said they thought he was going to be announcing uh, new uh, NCAA sanctions against OSU in that press conference. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Uh, OSU <laughs> will not be available for the uh, postseason uh, next year. <laughs> no, he just like, yeah, I realize how much I missed, uh, how much, uh, how much I missed coaching at KU. I-, I will be the coach next season. Oh, okay. Thank you for the heads up on the press conference. Okay, all right. Bill Self's not going anywhere, though. That's the big news out of uh, out of KU today. Everyone thought that that was going to be a big deal. No, not really. That, it wasn't a big deal at all. 405-651-3439. Uh, a lot of texts to get to. Not all of them are positive. That's okay. We'll do our best to get to all of them. Coming up next, keep it locked on the ref. The word is spreading, and the ref are... Their marketplace transparency makes it easy for buyers and sellers to connect directly, so you can bid with confidence every time. Purple Wave Auctions. Straight. Simple. Sold. Oh, no, it's not dramatic at all today on the text line. Nope, not here. Uh, text line for the 404. Cancel wrestling and men's basketball at OU. Put that money to giving all softball recruits and transfers a 75 grand salary. That will piss off Mike White. I didn't read the last sentence of that. That got me. That's funny. I'm glad you, I'm uh, glad you did on air for the first time, though. That's awesome. 75 grand salary. Yeah, Mike White thinks they're getting half of that right now based on his comments. Yeah, Mike White would say, why would they take a pay cut? Did you tweet out what you texted me on Saturday morning, by the way? That was... Uh, oh, gosh. I forget. I, you, I forget what you I texted text you me. Morning. It was like a... It's almost like a screenshot 
Uh, oh, yeah, the have and have nots. Yeah, it was like a screenshot of all the softball games that were going to be played that day. <laughs> and, like, if you're looking at the ESPN app and you did the have and have nots instead for OU in Texas. That yeah, got me. That was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, Mo, oh, that, that, the, some of these are a joke. You know, Moser sucks. He's terrible. He's going to get fired. I'm That's surprised like it took this long joke. to get that. I mean – we're 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 near the end of hour two, and it's the first time we've got that. Uh, I mean, that's impressive. Does OU need to continue to have a wrestling program? It's a dying sport, and the SEC doesn't even sanction it. I mean, it, wrestling's won multiple 12. national titles, right? Like they don't. Yeah, they'll no, stay in the Big Twelve. They don't need to cancel it. They'll just stay in the Big Twelve, like Missouri, most likely. Yeah, they'll they'll stay in the Big Twelve, and they'll they'll continue to compete. <laughs> they'll get a new coach, and everything will. Will continue to roll on. It's uh, you know it, it. These sports, you know, we we just talked about you know basketball facilities. I'm under the belief that Porter was told when he was hired that he was going to be getting a new arena or an updated arena. Um, but I mean, baseball, you know, they just were, you know, in the in the College World Series final, playing for a national championship. They've got money coming that direction we're building a new softball field we're just hey look there's there's money there's money coming and that will and sec money will continue to lift all sports i believe that wholeheartedly including sports that aren't even technically in the sec sam godwin is coming back isn't he says a texture in the 918 if so he's a soldier fight to the end yeah he just got put on scholarship right two weeks ago yeah yeah he's uh I, I, i would imagine that uh sam godwin will be uh will be back next year uh, oh, he'll he'll definitely be back. Yeah, I'd actually sure. be okay with doing away with wrestling. No one except Missouri even wrestles. You, you guys, come on! You, you better hope that the uh, wrestling <laughs> with, coach candidates aren't listening right now. Right? They're like, oh, uh, yeah, I just got a call from Joe C. I'm first in line to be the new uh, wrestling coach. Let's see what the Homosuna uh, fans has to say about their wrestling program. Get rid of it. Breaking news: Ted Roof is the new OU head wrestling and basketball coach. <laughs> Hey, that would be a sight. Get a two for his buyout won't be crazy. Hey, uh, is. Uh, have you have you uh, taken a peek recently at OU's future non-conference schedule in uh, in football by chance? Because I, I was just randomly thought about it earlier today, saying, "Yeah, like what's OU's toughest non-conference game? It's not great uh, this year, but oh, geez, what is it next year? Your first year in the SEC is that the year that you play Michigan?" Are you about to play a Michigan team and the rest of the SEC schedule? Well, you're not going to do that until 25 and 26. I I was about to say, Michigan's 25, 26. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But your second and third year in the SEC, you'll be doing a home and away with Michigan along with the SEC schedule, so it'll be stacked. Was Georgia – I know Georgia was supposed to be this year. Was Georgia back-to-back or was Georgia 23 and 30? I don't think it was back-to-back. I think maybe at Tennessee was 2024, maybe. I think it was 23 and 30 or something like that. Like, like we had – we were – we had Georgia on a home-and-home. It was just they were split up pretty aggressively in the years. They still have to find a game, um, at least officially right now for 2024. Temple, then they have an open date – and then Tulane, which maybe Tulane is the uh, is the uh, marquee opponent after what they've done or what they did last year. Um, who, who, like, I wonder what OU how they're going to go about that other non conference opponent for twenty twenty four. You think they're going to try to schedule a 
marquee opponent, or do you think they'll go with someone that's a pretty manageable win, seeing as it's the first year in the SEC? Well, I, you know, obviously we we would like to see a marquee opponent. Obviously, you and I have made that abundantly clear. But I think it depends on what you consider a marquee opponent, right? Like, what, like what's your range? Are, are we talking like a top 10 perennial team, top 15? Are you talking about something like that would be fun to go to? Something what about like that? Kansas like, State? How about that? Does that qualify as a marquee opponent? I personally am in no rush whatsoever to play Purple Kansas again. Same, but I, 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 I wonder if you don't have a choice. I wonder if that was agreed to with yeah. the uh, Big 12 exit potential. I mean, it would make sense for them to try and say, hey, look, you got to finish out at least the, the three teams we're dodging this year, right, which would be Kansas State, Baylor, and Texas Tech. So maybe maybe that's part of the agreement is, hey, you've got to make you got to make this right. You know, or at least true it up, right? So where you you play those three at some point, I still I will I will continue to pound the table, Tyler, for Penn State because I think we would get the whiteout, and I want to go to a Penn State whiteout game. Yeah, that would be um that would be that would be sweet. Not an easy trip, is it? Um, so Philadelphia is like on the far east side of Pennsylvania. And Pittsburgh is on uh, more of the Ohio side, the west side of Pennsylvania, I think. Isn't Happy Valley like somewhere in the middle between those two? I, I'm just I'm just trying to think about how e- I, I would go. Don't my, get me my, wrong. I'm just my trying to figure out. Pennsylvania uh, geography isn't same. Uh, same. <laughs> isn't same. extremely advanced. I'm just wondering how easy Tyler. of a of a destination it is to get to. I think it's worth the trip, regardless. I just yeah. I'm going. Hey, logistics. after it's got to be easier to get to than Morgantown. Well, you are going to Temple in 25. That's the thing. If if these rumors are true that you're going to have to play some of these old Big 12 teams two or three times in the non-conference, you've got room in 2024, but you don't in 25 and 26. You're you're full up there. Oh yeah. So it would have to be like pretty off into the distance if if that's if that was really agreed to. Right. Just, and if just it, please no Lubbock in 2024. That's that's all I ask. I don't ask a lot. <laughs> I will ask for that though. Yeah, I I just don't think. You know, I, if Bedlam, Bedlam ever gets back on the schedule, who knows? Do you Are you a guy that in like 27, 28, whatever, whenever it comes back around with open dates, are you a guy that's like, Baylor, that's our big, no. that's our big marquee? No, please. Exactly. Like, no. is Texas Tech, like, that's not our big no. marquee? Like, fine, like, schedule us, schedule us Texas Tech and – Oregon or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, like, I just would never – I would rather never play him again. I mean, oh, yeah. I, and I think we're on the I'm same saying page if it's on forced, that. Yeah. I'm saying if it's forced contractually to have to finish out the Tech, Baylor, and Kansas State games because we didn't we, – we don't have them on this upcoming schedule. Uh, Penn State is about an hour-and-a-half, two-hour drive from both Philly and Pittsburgh. Hey, yeah. look at that. Lucky guess gotta, by me. My goodness. <laughs> Harrisburg is the best place to fly into. All right, well, let's make travel plans for a trip that's not even planned yet. Well, somebody get Josie on the horn. We got to tell him we want, a, we, we, want a, uh, we want a Penn State night game. I thought all SEC were marquee opponents, how many we need. It's definitely going to seem that way in the first about eight years. They're all going to feel like marquee opponents compared yeah, to what well, you're used to. Yeah, exactly. Marquee, you know, SEC fans will tell you that basically every SEC schedule is at Bama, at LSU, at Georgia, at Tennessee, at Florida – in five straight weeks, but, uh, you know, 
outside of the newness, you know, until that newness wears off, I'm not sure, you know, Mississippi State is like a marquee. If if you scheduled Mississippi State, you know, five years ago, eight years ago, would you be like, oh, man, that's the big game. That's the big marquee matchup on our schedule. I don't think I Probably would. Probably not. You know, you're, you're going to go from this year, maybe one of your easiest schedules in recent memory, to 25 and 26, maybe your toughest schedules in recent memory, with a home game at Michigan along with the rest of the SEC. Yeah, that's And a road brutal. game at Michigan along with the SEC. Schedule's about to look different after this year. That's That's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be brutal, but hey, it's going to be a blast, isn't it? 405-651-3439. Yes, it will be a blast. It'll be a lot more fun. And it'll be a 12 it'll be a 12 team uh, playoff too. So I mean, you can you can drop one early, maybe drop two. Still make the playoff. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. We'll close up hour number 2 next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. He said it in press conferences when it wasn't even brought up. Multiple times. I mean, he's saying, hey, look, like, we need a new arena. Like, we simply need a new arena. And I, and I don't think there's – Tyler, I don't think there's an OU fan out there that doesn't think something needs to be upgraded. Whether I mean, we can all argue for, for you know, days and days about whether you put it – you know, where you put it, if you build it new – if you renovate, if you do whatever, like we can argue that for no days. No one's saying it's perfect, the LNC. Don't change Every, it. It's everybody it can is. just agree that it needs to change. Uh, yeah, one way or the other. And not only does it need to change, it needs to it needs to change in a hurry, man. That's the thing. Whatever whatever you're going to do to it, like let's let's yeah, you let's get the ball something. rolling on it. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's not kick the can ten years down the road. Let's get it going. But yeah, especially with Texas in their new arena and Baylor getting a new one soon. And Alabama, I think, even building one soon as well. Yep. Time is now, that's for sure, this basketball program. Final hour of the rush coming up next. We'll hit a lot of college football, big stories of the day coming up next. Fourteen hundred AM KR.